You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We back. We back. We back. We black. We back. We back. We black. And my mic sounds nice. Oh my, my mic sounds nice. My mic sounds nice. Yes, it does. And these braids, these braids <laughs> look the good. Because you know a bitch finna go to Martha's Vineyard, she gotta be black as fuck. Come on. You know? <laughs> yes, you need the protection. You need the protective I said, style. give me the protective so I can yes. be on the beach living my dreams. Yes. I'm Beyonce with the laptop. I'm you know? loving it. I'm Got living for it. It looks really, really great <laughs> on Got my braids. I'm well, here. welcome everybody. It's a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're here to, ready to hit our marks and go off book right now. This is Drew Shay. I'm Donye Love. I'm not the princess Emma. And he fucking them chips up. <laughs> right. them chips up. She I can't even figure her princess? name out. This is princess. This is princess. I'm eating Doritos. My bad. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Y'all know she cannot come in here without a popcorn or a chip. Listen. Well, she not elevated because it's not that popcorn no Listen. more. It's, it's a Dorito. Dorito. Listen. Right. Okay. Yeah. God came That's to me in a class. dream and said, I'm going to bless you abundantly with a Dorito praise. Right. And I walked in today and they have both nacho cheese and cooler ranch. Give God. They restocked for her. They restocked. Next thing you know, they're have nacho cheese dip to go with it. Oh my god! You know, like the the, the uh, baseball the stadium, yeah. right? I can't. I can't. Oh my god! Man, I'm so glad to see y'all again. We back. We, we back. Ain't been here in a minute. It's been a couple weeks. Well, you know, Donye's oh. famous. Uh huh. Since he's opened off Broadway, Lord, I mean, he's all, the, all the stars are coming and and all the people <laughs> are there to see him. Y'all went there to see that the show. Be my life. Oh my god! I you know we would You know we couldn't miss it for the world. Oh my god! Like you already know it was like. Oh my god! What a blessing! Hey, and you got a story about that being in the back there. So listen. You got a story, Amber. Y'all, I was sitting Wait, down. Wait, what happened? I was focused my... Story. Listen, I sat in my seat. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I had some chips at, and I... <laughs> you weren't supposed to eat chips at the play, so I was trying to eat my chips before the play started so nobody would say shit to me because I was hungry. <laughs> okay? I had put on my good dress. My face was beat. My hair was Very sitting. Bad. And I knew there was an at the party. So I said, God, I just need to eat a chip right quick, you know, just for nourishment. And so I open it and I pull out one chip and Lady Lupita sits her beautiful chocolate. Lord have mercy. Effervescent from the Nile River, Egypt and the motherland. <laughs> she sits down next to me and I said, God damn it, I can't eat my chips. Hell no. <laughs> oh my God, but I just. I seen her there too and I was oh. like, oh my God, Lupita's yes, here. Right next to me. At Donye's opening Listen, night. Listen, and we, the Kiki and the laughing we were doing. Listen, oh y'all better my live. God. Because the play, y'all better live. For it. Oh, the play, Donya, can we just Whatever. stop? No, like, yeah, really? Like, can we talk about the piece? <laughs> can we talk about sugar in our wounds, Donya? I've been waiting Lord for so long. First of all, can we give a round of applause for I've our friend? So our long. friend. Come on, come on. Donya Love has done it. And y'all, he was dressed, okay? He was dressed for success. Oh, okay. 
like literally. He was dressed. When I saw you gave that, us a, when I saw that blazer, I was like, Am you gave I, us a Brandon, blazer. Brandon, would I be doing too much? You're that like, was a if piece. Anybody wears that, Danye, it, it should needs be, you. be you. Yeah, you I did everything it. you needed to do. You sir. gave us a piece. Mercy. I was feeling my beat. Like you should I was have. very much feeling my beat. <laughs> I was okay. like, it was very much so. Michael Jackson at the Super Bowl. Come on. Come through. Like, it was so, it was MJ? iconic. It was a staple piece. It was a look. Come it was a very it was much so a look. And I'm, I'm so proud of you, you for pulling amazing. that out and looking great and yes. representing. We were living. Yes. we Weren't we living? And we the people like, were in the place. Like, all the people were there. Weren't they? I should have made another banana pudding. Okay, Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. What happened? Yo, he oh. made a banana pudding for Black Theater Night. Black Theater Night <gasps> turned was, it yeah. out. Because oh I felt God. like, I mean, I didn't attend the show that night because I gave away my tickets for that night. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, I've seen the show four times and now. And I love that like, you've been doing it, like, giving tickets. I oh, love, oh, man. I, I love been, that dream. I have been racking up tickets. Like, I bought, I bought a set of, like, ten tickets. I bought a pair of tickets for, like, five different nights throughout mm. the run. And then I got press tickets, and then I got, you know, I mm-hmm. hosted a, a talk back, and so we got those tickets. And so I've just been, you like, scrounging up tickets. Yes. And giving them all the way. That's like, that's like the when the celebrities buy people. out a theater and be like, just Very show up nice. at the theater yes, at 2 o'clock. Come on, are. Drew, come on. Right, go to the box office. Your name is on your yeah. ticket. Right there. But I've been doing that, and so I wanted to, for Black Theater Night, at least have a place where we could all convene, because they were doing a talk back with Sahim, the director, and mm-hmm. Danye after the show, and I wanted to be able to have a place where we could all sort of just convene after that talk back and sort of get together and make it a thing yes. so that people would stay, so they wouldn't feel like, because, you know, sometimes when you leave the theater, you feel awkward in a way. Yeah. And so you want to talk to people, but you don't want to, like, intrude on and their space. And you can't talk in the space because exactly. you never know what ears be around. Right. Uh-huh, I know what but you mean. But because we were in the lobby area and we had banana pudding and people were eating, yes. they were more open to Child, be able I walked to... out. Everybody got plates of banana pudding get in their entire life. I, I walked yes. There was literally no more left for it me. Made my, it made my it. heart so hard. It was something left for you because I made sure you got some. It was. But it was, <laughs> it was. It was the it last was like, quarter. It wasn't enough. <laughs> exactly. It was the last quarter. <laughs> it was like a little teeny bit. <laughs> that he tasted it. I can't. It was a portion. <laughs> yes, Very but nice. it was good. So I'm just glad it that was. everybody liked it. You know, I'm just, we got you know, that lives. makes that makes you feel good when you, you cook something or mm-hmm. make something and people just enjoy people it. But well, you cook for your man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't what? have a man, but I imagine in my dreams and neither do when I. I do have one. Some shrimp and vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I can't. That shrimp and, listen, Those you made shrimp and vegetables? vegetables this week. I actually did. I you know made I saw shrimp and vegetables? You know, he don't boomerang. I did. He don't boomerang nothing, but he boomeranged that shrimp and vegetables. I, I, I didn't know that was you cooking it. I thought that was Brandon's shrimp and vegetables. No, 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 no. That was me this time. I tried it. Like, that's why he was proud. I tried it. I turned it on out. I turned it on but, out. But okay, y'all. so what okay. have you been feeling about the opening of your off-Broadway show? Yes. What you know, we mm-hmm. we want to talk about that because this has been a, a brand new experience for you, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is something not to take lightly, but also just what has been your thought process in tech because you had to leave us for a couple of weeks so you could do tech and sort of focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, what yeah. has been going on since then? It's been literally for people who have been asking that question. Uh, the all that I kept landing on was. One, how magical the experience has been. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that's a part of the team, from uh, Sahim, the director, to the cast, to the crew, the design team, everyone, it feels as if, it felt as if they understand uh, the reverence. Mm-hmm. And like they, they have this like admiration for the piece, mm-hmm. which, which can be rare sometimes. Everyone on board actually really loving um, and enjoying and want to tell a beautiful story together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been extremely magical and beautiful. 
And also the entire time, um, I could feel and I continue to feel the ancestors moving throughout mm. the day. Oh, yeah. It's oh, my so God. beautiful. Uh, it's so affirming. And it's something that I do not take for granted at all. So yes. I've just been uh, feeling on high the yeah. entire experience and just enjoying it, not taking it uh, for granted, even though like a million things are going on right now, reminding myself mm-hmm. to, to be rooted in this moment yeah. um, and to enjoy not take this moment too. for granted. Yes. And yes, to, to enjoy it. To live, to be yeah, my full black ass, gay ass Come self on. in a process. Hello. Um, and so, like, I think that has been the most beautiful and the most rewarding thing about the entire process. Uh, even when nonsense goes down around it, which we'll talk about. Well, but, well I mean, we could just, the process can, has been amazing. We can go right into segue into blackness. Let's get into it. That's one of the main hot topics for this week. Is yes, talking Lord. about the Wait, white Wait, it's gays. one of the main Have hot topics. Mercy. Keep going. Very that. <laughs> you thought I thought you thought I, I didn't I catch that. I thought we were going to be able you to thought just you did that. go right you into it. No, said, but nope. I knew. I knew. You ain't slick. You ain't slick. You're not slick. But did you hear Kim last week sing it? Yes, she did. She did. But first, she didn't want to. Then she said, "Wait, I'm not warm." Right. She said, "I'm not every mind. I can't just pull it out." I said, "Well, you know, you know." She said, "You know, I mean, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift." Um, but yeah, so this is one of our main hot topics for today: the review of Sugar in Our Wounds from the New York Times. And you know, Broadway Black has been very much so a a spokesperson and going in on white gays and and white critics who take mm. pieces. I think the last time that we sort of really went in on the New York Times review was a piece for Invisible Thread, um, which mm. they didn't really understand and, and get. Um, and this is another one of those pieces that I believe that is very influential, especially for black culture and black people um, and black gay men specifically that they just don't get because they're white and not black mm-hmm. and probably not gay mm-hmm. or queer. Well. Um, and so that makes all a difference. So the New York Times... Um, um, had a review that sort of started out in a way that I thought was going to be favorable. It but started then, out cute. It mm-hmm. did start out cute. And so it just ended and went into... Um, doing the most. It went into Doing whiteness. the most yeah. white shit possible. So, Danielle, I'll let you speak. What about it sort of... What about this particular mm-hmm. review and, and then also what did it trigger for you about yeah. the how people view your work? Right, 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 right. And so I wasn't so much... Uh, hurt or alarmed by the review because mm-hmm. uh, as I've been saying and as I will continue to say every time I write I think about black queer people okay. mm-hmm. um, and so I think about the black queer people on the stage and I think about the black queer people in the audience as well mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's who I write about that's who I write for um, and hopefully that's apparent that's apparent in my in my work of the like specificity of who I'm writing for and who I'm writing about and so I knew that this play uh could be reviewed, could be looked at uh, one of two ways. Uh, being completely loved, or, oh, this is amazing, this is spectacular, as it relates to our reviews, or what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and that's very much what the review gave, of what the fuck is this shit? So I was prepared for it. Uh, it didn't hurt. But the thing that not so much hurt but frustrates me is, uh, and I wrote a piece about it that should be coming out really soon, is the, the problem with white critics. Wait, you wrote this piece for who? Uh, it, it well, it can come out on the lark. Well, oh. it's coming out on the lark. Oh, it's coming out. On yeah, it's coming lark. out okay. on the lark. Mm. Um, uh, the lark's blog. Um, but so it uh very much is just talking about the problem with white critics reviewing, critiquing in quotation marks works by artists of color, mm. and just how problematic that is. Yeah. How. When someone is not fully a part of a culture, and now in particular talking about black culture, talking about queer culture, mm-hmm. you inherently will not be able to get into the nuance gotcha. of the work 
and of of the material. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's what that review felt like, and that's what a lot of the re- reviews felt like. And then also to be super duper smug about it and have these comparisons of oh, because you're a black writer, you're just like this black writer. So I'm going to talk about this black writer as well. Because mm-hmm. you're a black queer writer, I'm going to talk about this black queer writer as well as if we're in competition with one right. another when we're or not that in you're lumped together. Exactly. Yeah. When that's not the case at all. And it's just this, this very frustrating thing of because how you this, don't understand the dynamics of those stories. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and just how um how again elitist these publications are, how pretentious these publications are. And a lot of the uh like flack and the negativity that I've been receiving uh mm-hmm. as relates to the piece have come from two groups. White people mm-hmm. or black cisgender straight men have been the ones that have not understood the piece, that mm. have not been here for the piece, that thinks that the piece is complete trash. And that's perfectly fine because I'm not writing. Even black cisgender men that have seen the piece? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, there have been some who's like, I saw it and I don't get it. I don't understand like why this piece exists. I don't understand why he even wrote the piece. Like This story doesn't need to be told. But who are you to say wow. this story doesn't need to be told? This story is not for you. Yeah. Of course, it's great if you can get something from, from the story, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, this story is particularly for black queer folks to yeah. see themselves reflected throughout history. And I can't tell you how many black queer voices have expressed how much they needed mm-hmm. this piece. So like, we're literally in tears um, by the end of it. We're literally just, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how this piece sort of helps us see ourselves even with so, which so much more depth yeah. than we've ever been able to. Because, like I told you, Danya, and I keep telling you over and over that we just never expected to see ourselves in this particular time period and to see our feelings and our expressions and how we love and how we process love um, in this particular time period. And then also with all the other things that are happening with the love of Aunt Mama mm-hmm. um, and... and uh, you know, with the, the colorism that come along with it, it's just so much, and it's 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 real, mm-hmm. um, and and it's transcending. And literally, that's one of the reasons. Like taking myself out of the equation, uh, thinking about one, the ancestors who did love the way that we love right now, right? Wanting for their stories to be told. And then also thinking about so many others in our community who deserve uh, to have their stories be told. And like I, like I, so on uh, open, open at night, who I brought into the space was uh, Giovanni Milton, right? Whose father killed him back in November, a 14-year-old kid mm-hmm. for being gay. Mm-hmm. And he went on the record to say, I would much rather have a dead son than a gay son. Mm-hmm. So think about how important these stories are mm-hmm. and need to see ourselves reflected throughout time. Yeah. And so going back now uh, to that whack-ass review, <laughs> you don't get to tell me anything about my work, about mm-hmm. my art, mm-hmm. and about the people who I'm writing it for. Because quite frankly, you don't know a damn thing about us or well, our culture well, whatsoever. Yeah. And so that's the thing that's so frustrating to me is how these elitist, pretentious publications mm-hmm. really don't get it. And especially when y'all have chances to be inclusive, to have diversity. And that's why platforms like Broadway Black are so important because we are about us and being able to really see our work through the lens that is meant for, which is yeah. for us. Yes. And it's difficult even for, you know, like I've been telling you too, it's difficult for even us to be able to curate that work just because the work 
is not created for the masses. It's created intentionally for black people. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get a lot of people that have that white gaze that feel like they need to critique or have something to say or tell us how to do something that they've never done. Mm -hmm. And that boggles my mind. How can you sit here and give me direction on what you think I should do for something that you have never done? And never even tried to understand. And never tried Mm -hmm. to understand. Like, that is the biggest thing to me. And it just blows my mind that people feel so (laughs) entitled and so... uh, just adamant mm-hmm. about p- placing their voices on top of works that are not for them. You're just looking like boo-boo the damn fool at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, at, but also we have to talk about how these particular voices have a, a hand or control over this system mm-hmm. of the theater world. And the success and of the success these shows. of the shows. One of these bad that's reviews the thing that's so can frustrating. change the trajectory mm-hmm. of the show, of the actors, the creative of everybody team, that's involved. everyone. And it should not have that much weight. One mm-hmm. review by one white man that's can change your whole life. It's absolutely insane. And so literally, uh, the, the next day after the review, uh, I posted, just being perfectly clear, I didn't write this for the New York Times. Uh, I'm not going to write for publications I write for black queer people and I said what keeps coming to mind is something that a character from the play says which is don't go believe in everything you read especially if a white man wrote it hello mm-hmm. is that yep. plain and simple you see this brow he got mm-hmm. you know he's serious <laughs> is arched and perched and arched simple. and perched okay because it's coming okay? from a very real place listen yes. but yeah listen y'all got Danye worked up listen child but in a good way hey. to where he's child. going to make sure that he stands firm Lord have mercy, I got no choice but to. Yes, I love it. Getting these stories again and again and again. This is what the fight is about. This is what we have to. We have to speak these things. We cannot internalize them. We cannot hold on to them. We have to release them so that people can start to receive them and understand what the culture is as a whole. Because if if we don't speak, nobody's going to hear us. Nobody's going to understand. This, this, the magnitude of that. We will continue to be silenced, and I'm tired of being silenced. I'm tired of being a token. I'm tired of being. Unseen, mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like you want to ups- that you don't want to upset or offend yeah. or challenge. Because mm-hmm. I mean, and we we constantly it. we constantly told that line mm-hmm. in all aspects. Even with doing the show, we've talked about that before, where we don't want to say the wrong thing yeah. or be you know ostracized or be you know blackballed. You know, we don't want to be Monique. Well, you know what I mean? You're not gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> but the thing is, I got exactly what you meant. Right, we don't. That's the gag of but it see, all. But the thing is, I understand Monique's position. Mm-hmm. I understand yeah. where she's coming from, the hurt that she feels. Mm-hmm. And and yep. and that's a fine line because you can damage your career, you know, quote unquote. You can damage your, your, your perception in this industry. Mm-hmm. And because it's so small, it's very difficult. You have to choose your battles. And what battles are you going to yeah. choose? Which ones are worth fighting for? And sometimes you don't know which ones are worth fighting exactly. for until you get to the other side of them. Um, you better and, preach a word. I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking from but experience. I'm only talking about what I know. Well, mm-hmm. speak your truth, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, speaking of white people... Whoa, well, segue into blackness. Right, because <laughs> the casting of a white actor as a mixed-race character uh, at American Players we Theater still has doing sparked... This shit? It, like, literally, like people... Like 2018. People have... Damn, they 2019. Listen, people send me these articles at least maybe two or three times a week where there is something wrong with the casting of something or a white person has taken a role of something that does not belong to them. Last week it was the Asian American Mooney uh, 100 casting and now it's it's this casting of a white actor uh, as a mixed race character. So the character's not even black but he's mixed race. And, you know, even I feel a way about that because I'm uh, I'm black, mm-hmm. but I'm you know racially ambiguous. And so this is a role that I would be able to, mm-hmm. to take on. Um, mm. 
you know, and there's not a lot of those for racially ambiguous people now because that used to be a thing where they would put that on the audition notices, and now it's sort of faded away in a, in a way because it's almost offensive because you need to find the the race of the person that you're looking for, um, unless it is a unknown type of thing. Um, but this particular situation happened at uh, American Players Theater, and it sparked heated discussions among the theater community in Wisconsin and beyond. APT, a classical company in Spring Green, has staged three plays by South African playwright <gasps> Athol Fogard since 2010. The play, the latest, Blood Knot, opened on Saturday, um, and is directed by Ron O.J. Parson from Chicago, who is black. Um, in the play set in 1961, South Africa and first staged there a year later, uh, two brothers have the same black mother but different fathers. The brothers share a one-room shack in a non-white area of Port Elizabeth during the increasingly oppressive and violent years of apartheid. Morris can pass as white, and the difference in their skin color is at the core of the conflict. The play begins in naturalism. Blase, blase, blase. Um, basically saying this white man take on this light-skinned role. People are upset about it, and rightfully so. Point blank, period. Why do we keep going through this? Like, what were you trying to do? What well, the, the history of this play is saying that they have cast this character as a white person for the history that they've done this play. Um, Why? Because I, to them it gives a different uh, perspective on the play. It makes it more, gives it more depth. Is what people, y'all just to be say. bored. Y'all just be like, what the fuck can we do to fuck some shit up today? <laughs> like, that's what just, I mean, what? That's what it boils you down to. What? Part of the petition for this read, we must end the harmful practice of white actors playing characters of a color while using every opportunity at our disposal to level the playing field. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm confused as to why this keeps happening and what we can do to prevent it from happening so that we can stop having these discussions every week. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, seriously, because I'm dumbfounded. Like, what do you do at this point? Because it's like, how much do you have to say? Exactly. Like, what? What? And it's, it's it almost seems like it doesn't matter if it's the, the, the theater in Wisconsin or it's the main stage in St. Louis. I mean, I was it's gonna say went right over to the Muni and Jerome Robbins and hiring the little white girl to play the Asian girl. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We talked about that last week with yeah, Jocelyn and Kim, and, and just, it's just I don't understand. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, do they not read the news? Like, are they not? Do y'all? Did y'all not hear that two of y'all cousins did this shit last week? Right. At the end of the day, just do not care because I don't think they have to care. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. Are you done? Is this a segue? (laughs) All I want to say is that they don't (laughs) really care about us. He just fell asleep. Michael Jackson musical coming to Broadway. That was actually a really good segue. I give you that. Because you know he just let it break out in song. I do know that. This nigga here just felt like singing. But I was like, he did that. He did that. That was on point. I got to give you that one. Michael Jackson musical coming to Broadway in 2020, y'all. And don't nobody want that? No, no. Listen, okay, but Lynn Nottage is writing the book. Yeah. But then they got a white choreographer who Lynn... does not chore- who choreographs concert dance. Uh, who, who is, wait, who is the choreographer? His name is Chris, I just... Chris Wilden. Yes. Yeah, he's going to be the choreographer and director. Oh my gosh. What if I'm they got the sure. dude that like choreographed all the Britney Spears music videos? Remember he did like, it's so lucky. Well, that oh, would make sense. Him. But not homeboy who they What hired. is his name? I... He had the show and everything and like he I choreographed Michael him. Jackson at that he time too. He was like too. a little white boy, right? Yeah, and he had his own show. Yes, he was like sort of popular. He was like up there with like Darren Henson. They Remember should call Henson? somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. like that because was the era. Okay, he was with Michael Jackson, right? Right, in like the early like they, 2000s. They together. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
Oh, that oh white could be really good. Right. I mean, that's the white person you need to use. I wonder if he still got them frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. He stole Britney from Justin. I mean, yeah, from Justin. Like, he was dating her. Wade, that was his name. Wade something. I just love how excited you are. Right? I, just, because, I mean, he holding on to the microphone. What <laughs> a breath of God. Because it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because I like I had a flashback. But, okay, so Michael Jackson Music will come to Broadway in 2020 uh, with a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. Lynn Nottage is doing the book. Christopher mm-hmm. Wilden is, will direct and choreograph. Oh, he doing both, uh, guys. Yeah. Right. Oh. Like, and that's, why are you doing that? You know, I mean. Jesus. Oh, barely does that successfully. And this should be, like, really big because, like, the state is, like, signing <laughs> off on it and everything. <laughs> I can't. Chris, bleep out the last 10 seconds. <laughs> just bleep out the name <laughs> of who I said <laughs> because it just came out. But I was, Y'all I know wasn't lying. Y'all for bleep. I wasn't lying. <laughs> Did I lie? Listen, <laughs> it's only a few people that can do that successfully. And, Praise and God. Praise well, God. I don't even really know anybody that choreographs and directs successfully. It's a hard job. It's mm-hmm. a hard job. That they job. might get some numbers right. They might get some elements mm-hmm. right. But there's not really anybody that I think that does that. Like It is hor- It's like horribly hard. Like mm-hmm. It's almost like impossibly like. Why would you do that diff- to yourself? Why would you do that yeah. to yourself? Yeah. Why? Wow. You can't clean and direct. <laughs> you can't you can't clean the numbers and direct them it's for like lot. it's just a lot to do in a very short period of time. Or you're like mm-hmm. wearing out your cast. And you can't have, have two it. different rooms. Yeah. You gotta be in both all the rooms at yeah. the same time. You can't split it up no, and divide no, the sir. It's, but you can't do that to Michael Jackson. No. Mm-mm. That's not that's not right. You can't, you know, split task Michael has. And is this bio this is like uh what's love got to do with it kind of I don't, this is I don't like, know what it's well, I mean, I don't know what gonna give. I don't know either, but I mean, they could really take the American Dream and put it on stage because that right there, ah, the that's movie what I'm American that's why Dream, I'm like, right? Is that what we're give about me, to give have? me that, please, because I mean, I don't know. But and who? Also, and who is Michael? Right, that's what I was just about to say. Who gonna who? be Michael? They need to we bring, got all the questions. They are gonna bring some Motown cast. Watch, watch. They gonna bring we somebody so? from, that did Motown. Who is Michael though? But I mean, grown Michael, like Michael Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wonder, is it going to be like a cradle to the grave? Is it going to focus on a certain? Mm. Maybe I need to be auditioning. Come through. <laughs> if I I'm see through. your ass up there talking about, listen, <laughs> I'm getting out. Listen, of you America. seen? <laughs> I could do this. Bleep this out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is somebody going? You say listen it? now. No, I can say this. You, you seen a Donna Summer musical? I can do this. Shoots. <laughs> Look, you're like, everybody got quiet. Nobody. Uh, listen, I've had a little bit of brandy, VSOP. It's, we've had the picnic I'm too in the sober for your food. We had the picnic in the park oh today. The picnic in the park. And Drew was, was giving me my entire life. I was like, Ooh, what's up? You, you, you always do though. Me oh and Brandon God. have a good kiki. <laughs> Y'all just so, be shady ladies. Donya and his husband do it event <laughs> do. every year. They be shady ladies. No, we do not. We just be talking real shit. Can I come? I yeah, know. I'm, I know. I'm not quit, but I just be wanting to come. Can come I be through. a friend? Yeah. Uh, Come on, Allah. Okay, next year I'm coming. Thank Come you. through. So, Brandon and I mean, uh, Danya and Brandon, his his husband, do an event every year uh, with each other project, which mm-hmm. is the Black Queer in Here picnic in Central Park. We this is the fifth year that they've done it. It's been underneath the same trees, the same spot. Mm. We come and you know celebrate, take that, yeah, and celebrate each enjoy. other. And and Jonathan McCory, if you go and look at at my um, my Insta story, Jonathan McCory, and I'm going to post it too because he just said some really beautiful mm-hmm. things about why we were there. Mm. Um, and it just really just touched my heart. And I actually, I'm, let me see if I can play it. Yeah, because play it just it. really just touched my heart about 
why he came to this event. Because uh-huh. normally he says he goes to the regular Pride event, the Pride Parade, but he never felt like it was a space for him. He didn't feel and welcome. That he is the exact feel... reason Brandon started it. Because uh, like yeah. Pride has always felt so white-centered. He did and not where feel... there aren't spaces for uh, black and brown folks, in particular black folks. So Brandon said, we want to be able to provide uh, and create a community where we f- like we are centering ourselves mm. uh, yeah. within Pride. Because it's so necessary. So this it's is so what necessary. he said. This is what he said. <laughs> It was a, okay, it's like a couple kids. A white affirmed space. <laughs> yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, so yeah. he just basically said, we're in a black affirmed space. Bury that. A way for us to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And to That's, be ourselves. And to be us. And to yeah. be us. If you don't know Jonathan McCory, he is the artistic director guy. of National, National Black, black Theater. Theater, where you need to get to. They do, do some amazing work, mm-hmm. and he is at the helm of all of that, and I'm just so proud of him and glad that he was there today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was good. We yeah, had it was. Good time. And like, there, there have been like a, uh, some talk uh, in past years of, oh, well, like, why don't y'all have it like at y'all place or like rent out a space? And as always, we want to go into spaces. Um, that feel white. You um, no and way. that we may not see ourselves, <laughs> and we just want to invade and center ourselves in these spaces and be our unapologetic. So I can't, I can't take it. Drew, pour me and Danye some, some, I'm trying to have a serious moment about pride and about love. And then Danye over here talking and Drew done took our cups and poured in his cup talking, y'all wasn't finna drink in no way. I'm trying to get a drink. Danye is pouring out his soul and Drew is pouring liquor in his cup. Ain't nobody got time for you, Drew. We just came from the picnic. (laughs) We had a great time. Ah! It was so much fun. Trying to keep it going. Yes, like because it's still pride. It's the last night of pride. It is. We going out after this. Like we got. I don't know just yet. Where with some chicken? But you know, Chris, what you doing tonight? You coming out for pride? Uh, <laughs> Look, this is his pride contribution. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> he is tolerating your ass. That's his contribution. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, speaking uh, of tolerance. Oh, Lord, these segues these need segways. to go. No, wait, I want to see what this segue is about to get in. Chris, all these if, damn segues. I don't segways. think it's going to be as good as the Michael one, but let's see. Speaking, I don't want to doubt you like speaking that. Speaking of tolerance. Speaking of tolerance, people tolerated being slaves longer than they should have because <laughs> Juneteenth. <laughs> 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 I gotta admit, you actually did that one too. You actually did do that one. And I was like, this is gonna be the wackest. But you turned that one out. Come through. I see what happens when you put some things in your system. You don't need to go to no more picnics. No more picnics for you, nigga. Go to the house. You need to go back to brunch. You did good when you went to brunch. These picnics is not it. We don't tell you to be a slave away. <laughs> Look, the picnic don't have no food for real. I mean, we had a couple wings. We had a couple Popeyes. A couple Popeye legs. Oh, I hate everyone here. Lord but, No, seriously. We were slaves for way too long. Uh-huh. People didn't find out that they were not slaves until Juneteenth. Well, you know, uh, June 19th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Juneteenth, happy Juneteenth, they announced that Pharrell and, and Kenya Barris, who created Blackish, yes. um, are turning the historic day into a musical. That'll be really interesting. <sighs> <laughs> I'll, I, 
So she, she about to be like Kerry Washington and Django. And look, get coming out. Get she'll be spraying. Get into the she'll shirt. Be she spraying the right sweat. now to let us know she meant to be it. Harry yes. Tubman, we out. Come on through. Her That's shirt the universe said, right now. We out. That's Hold it by Harry Tubman. I hate Juneteenth, here we yes. go. Because so we out. Come on. We out to freedom. Now, oh. Listen, we've called it. You did call it. We've called it okay. right here, right now. Right so when it, when the audition come up, you All better right. you better be there. Okay. And and make it work out. All right. And we'll be there open tonight. Okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Come on, June hey. Hey. It is so. Now now for real, we need it to be good because Amber's gonna be in it. Help, Lord Jesus. You know Help. we can't we can't have our sister in there, <gasps> and it's not gonna be good. Uh, like I'm 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 really nervous. Okay. I got the faith. But both Pharrell and, and Barra say the that faith. the intent with this latest project is to spotlight Juneteenth in such a way that it becomes a national holiday, mm. potentially even international. Do we need a musical to do that? Um, anyway, for us, the project isn't about numbers; it's about humanity, is what they said. Uh, but you can't bring a project to Broadway without the right numbers. It's true. So I don't know what you guys Hand are thinking. Me the liquor that you maybe maybe because I'm thinking that maybe because they think me. that they have to be less number oriented because it's Broadway. No, you need to be more numbers oriented because. The movies and television, you can get away with a little bit more. We don't have no forgiveness. You're going to lose all your money. Uh So you have to be on the numbers. Uh So I don't know if they're thinking about this in the right way, but it also says slavery is America's recessive gene, and it's time we all dealt with it. And what better way to have an audience swallow this dose of medicine than Mm -hmm. with amazing music and raw, honest, jaw-dropping comedy? I never. I didn't read this before. (laughs) It is clear to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) With jaw-dropping comedy? We just gonna wait and see, y'all. We gonna wait on the Lord. Juneteenth. We gonna wait on the Lord. And comedy. We we gonna wait on on him. Like I said, I <laughs> I keep leaning towards the contemporary family that they're talking about. Uh huh. I keep leaning towards that. We gonna see. I'm I got not, faith. We gonna see. We gonna see. Praise I the am, Lord. I am. I am. Um. I, I don't know. You're how, beside I don't, yourself. I don't yeah. know You're what, to, what to think about. I really, really am. I can I'm, tell. I'm, um. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. Honestly, um, that well, we're gonna find out. Well, it doesn't say when, but I imagine soon. Right, we'll find out soon. Woo. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're gonna move on to the question of the day. I was Ooh. waiting for another segue. Yeah, you you segwayed out. You didn't use yeah, all your segways. You, done, you set the no, bar for yourself. No, yeah. I just I want well, to segue answer the question. Okay, How are you okay. gonna do that? Well, I don't know what the fucking question is yet. <laughs> you know what? You ain't having no more liquor, no more picnics. You on time out? You on time out? Damn it! Shit! I don't know what the question is yet. But we gonna pass. It. Amber said she got a question. You had a question. Ha- there is a question. You know, Amber in in charge of the questions. I am in charge of the questions, and I need you to have a seat. So let me read this. Right, so I'm just gonna start forwarding you all the questions. Now, yeah, I get that look out his hand. He don't need no more juice. He a grown ass man. Hello, hello. Oh, thank you, you are you. not helping us thank today. Thank you, somebody. You are not helping us. You're a grown-ass us. man. Listen, I'm a full, a full 30. Help, God. Come through. Lord, a full 30. Lord, please bless us. Okay. Yes. Here's the question, God damn it. Question <laughs> of the day. <laughs> this comes from Ramaj Jamar. That's a cute name. Hey, Ramaj. Wait, say that one more time. Ramaj? It's R-A-M-A-J. I guess that's Ramaj. Yeah, that's cute. Jamar. Oh, oh, it's the it's the forward in the back. Ramaj Jamar, R A M A J. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, you see what you did there. Okay. You think it's Oprah and Harpo? <laughs> that name, I mean, his real name is Quintavious. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you name? laughing like that? Why are you always laughing at me like you that? You always do this little side thing whenever you feel <laughs> your feet shoulder. a little bit. <laughs> I was doing a little, a little pick a up. Little shimmy. A little pick me up. <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying to read the question. <laughs> Wait, do it again. Do it again. A little. Oh. <laughs> oh, Oprah, I'm so glad y'all can't see this fuckery that's going on. Amber, cycle. can you please get to it? Okay, question. <laughs> Shut up, everybody. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my God. Now you know. See? Diane, when you start snorting, <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. Oh. And the funny thing is, only one of us has oh. liquor. The other That's two, the we thing. are completely sober. That's the thing. Okay. I mean, I'm still sober. Boy, okay. Stop. I'm okay. a little, you know. Okay. okay. I'm a little lit. Okay, but You feel a little picked up? Yeah, you know. I, I need got, you. I got some wings. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into this. Here's the question. All right. Why are people of color more drawn to center stage rather than exploring other elements of storytelling, like design. Where are our black designers? Can you all name five from each focus that are black, set, costume, lighting, design? And will we hear from our finest designers on Off Book anytime soon? Hashtag It Takes a Village. Love, uh, Quavontavious, Ramaj Jamar. Wow. So five in each category? I can name a couple. Are we on Paul Toswell? Uh, t- Tony Leslie uh, James. Uh, Emilio Sosa? Uh-huh. Reggie mm-hmm. Ray, he passed away, but he he still counts. Yep. Um, and Costanza, isn't August Wilson's wife, do, doesn't she do costumes? She does. Bam, that's five, Ramaj. You Boom. welcome. So that's costumes. So we got to go through Lighting each. design. Lighting I know designers. Sheldon Epps. I, I don't, don't know, know any others. Oh, um, uh, Lighting design. oh, he does everything at the National Black Theater and I can't think of his name right now. He just won um, Adelco Awards. Oh, and he did the amazing, oh, why am I why What did am I he blanking? win it for? Can we Google it? Yes. Um, well, that counts. We're going to call him uh, Steven. What show, we think what, what show was Ryan in at the National Black Theater right before he did Pose? Oh, hell. Oh. Um, Kill Move. Kill yes, Paradise. Kill Move. Paradise. Okay. He did Alan Edwards. Look at name. you, look at you, look at you. Yes, I just okay, that's two Alan Edwards. Look, why are we struggling so hard? Do we know lighting? set design? I don't know any black set designers. I don't know any, oh my God. Not Broadway. Not Broadway or off-Broadway, really. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so to go back to these questions, why are more of the of, of black artists drawn to center stage rather than Because design? it's easier to, I believe, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it is easier to be on the stage and receive some sort of accolade or applause for your work. Hashtag everybody wants to be Beyonce, yes. Right, especially if you're working with a white creative team, which we normally mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier for us to live and be on the stage, yes. especially in the working process of building that show, then and receive those accolades because we're and that is what's more exposed to us in general. That's, like, yeah. who do you know is is introducing you to a black uh, light designer? Right. Like, don't nobody. That's not a thing that's done. Right. So th- that's one of the reasons. That and 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 then just, also, and I, I have a list. I have a list. I have I, you know, and I want to make sure because I work with. Mm-hmm. I can't name them off the top of my head, but right. I do work because I do educational programming. I do work with people of color that do these technical and these roles. Exist. Yes. And there is and a whole spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. If you ever need any information. You want to know who I, where you can find them? Please email me. Email and honestly, the, the, to be honest, I can't name five white ones, so it's not even a right, uh, exactly. Like, exactly. It, it, like let's let's be real. I if you mean, ask me to name five set designers that are white, I'd be like, uh, uh, Santo well, Laquista. Well, we, I mean, we know. And, uh, <laughs> shut up! But you know what I mean. <laughs> Chris, bleep, bleep keep, your finger, keep your finger close, Chris. <laughs> right. um, but we, yeah, I, I mean, designers in general don't get enough credit and recognition. I mean, those are the awards that they show. And they don't get opportunities. That they don't show on the Tonys, you know what exactly. I mean? So that's, in general, that's, that's not a good look. That, right, that but there, be... I do have a spreadsheet, an uh, Excel spreadsheet, where there mm-hmm. are, like, at least a, a 200 people yes. that are, but it's all over the world as well. Right. So mm-hmm. in those particular technical, and it's all different types of technical jobs, but I do have a list. So if you need that, please email me at offbook at broadwayblack.com and yes. we will get that to you. What is the is more parts of this question? And we and when will we hear from a designer on the Offbook podcast? We can do we that. Can, that can um, Emilio Sosa, I've been trying to, to work with, so I think that that would be a really great, that if you don't know lovely. who Emilio Sosa is, he's a costume designer. Mm-hmm. Um, he has done 
a lot of work. And also the the black casting director that I yes. we talked about having, she reached back out to me. Love it. And so she wants to hear more about the show, and we will talk with her and sort of get try to get her here as well. I would so love we to can get Costanza, too, because she's a, a costume designer, but also the widow of August Wilson. That, that would be really, be really You know, cool. we, we always like plotting and planning mm-hmm. who we want on the show yeah. because, I mean, it's necessary. I'm so glad y'all got to hear Irene Gandy, though. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Like... Live and in color. She Very was much. good old Irene. Like I love her so much, um, and I'm so glad that she's working on the which we can talk about now. The Carrie American Washington. Son. Yes. American Son. Um, and she's coming back and doing that, and so that will be amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Um, so we have more questions. Okay. I'm going to um, get more questions at the email. But did y'all watch the Your Husband is Cheating on Us? Have you ever watched no, the show? No, I haven't no. seen okay. it, but I've heard about well, it. Watch it's a, it's is that a, a show? TV show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Your Husband is Cheating on Us is, is about um, basically like the black theater or the seasoning circuit. Mm-hmm. And it's theater. a show mm-hmm. that they're building and the process behind that they're all living in the same house and all that all that stuff. So we talked about it last week with yes. uh, Kimberly Exum and mm-hmm. Jocelyn Bio. Um, and somebody wrote in about the show, but I just wanted to... I want you to watch the show so okay. that we can talk about it at a later Your time. Your husband is cheating on us. Your husband is cheating on us is the name of the play. Uh-huh. But also the name of the show because of the fact that they're building the show or creating it. Mm. And the director sort of talks really bad about other cast members in the show with other cast members on the show. And it's just like really weird. Mm. Um really weird stage practices. And so you I just want you to watch it. That's okay. a gag. There, it's back on and so it's the episodes are coming. So I'll send you guys a link so that we can start talking That's about what gag. happened because it's per- this particular person wrote in about it and wanted um, us to talk about it. But I wanted to ask you all, what is your experience with the shows on the Chitlin circuit? Did you grow up with them or did you become more aware of them after entering professional theater spaces? Like, do you have an experience with those urban <laughs> I do circuit? have an experience. Oh, come on. Talk about this. <laughs> like, that sounded real. So Very I got bad. a phone call. I had graduated from college. I was living in Atlanta. And I got a phone call to understudy... Nene Leakes oh. and be a pit singer in oh why why God why or something like that. It was three <laughs> words. I literally thought she was like blanking making it. No, 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 no. She was making over with the name and she like, why God? Why can't I remember this name no. right now? <laughs> I think but that's was. the name of it. <laughs> like, no, this is called Why God Why. <laughs> Where are they be coming up with these titles? It was it was either Why Lord Why or Why God Why. I, I remember. Can't, I can't even so, drink today. So the thing about it was Nene was going somewhere. And so I would be singing in the pit, like in the duration of the Don't show. Don't be laughing at me, bitch. Call, pull it together. <laughs> I am telling my story. And fuck you too. What is that? Kanye, what is that? up here cracking up. (laughs) Every time I think about this one time, we were out, we were at brunch, and there was somebody you were sitting next to. You ain't know this person from a can of paint, and you were like, bitch, I'm drunk. No. He just turned to the person at the next time. Yeah, you, sometimes you gotta let, let it be known. Like, <laughs> no, this person from a can of paint. Bitch, I'm drunk. It was some, somewhere uh, down the street from like FCBC. You just literally turned around. <laughs> not not, not, down not the street straight from my after church, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I, like, not down the street from my church, Jesus. Jesus. God. Well, the Lord knows my heart. But go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, sure you about got story. So I got my call to be in Wagawa. And the money was ridiculous, right? It was some ridiculous, it was like probably like $5,000 to sing in the pit and then go off and eat it. So I was going to have to speak to Mr. Director over the phone. Tyler Perry. No, it wasn't Tyler. It was one of them other ones, like David David Talbert, one of them kind of. So he calls me. At the time I had done a show with Jasmine, Guy directed it. And I think Jasmine, he had talked to Jasmine. 
Um, and I had done color girls. So he calls me and he's asking me about myself and he's like, well, you know, I just, I want to ask you if it's possible that like right now in this time and space that you can just cry on cue, if you just cry for me over the phone. What? And I said, I'm sorry, what? He was like, yes, because I'm trying to, you know, I, you know, I, I, I heard your resume and I, I know, you know, but I just, I'm trying to see if you are, you know, really an actor and if you can. Over the phone? What is it because given? Because crying apparently means that you are an actor. It's, I want to see if you're an actor. I am confused. Yeah, and that's what he wanted. He wanted me to just cry. I was like, cry for what? I was like, you just want what, to what hear is, me what cry? Are the, what are the, <laughs> because what are the, what are the that's, stakes here? That's where people got the game fucked up. Is where that are the if stakes you at, can though? cry, just, just On cry. On cue. Just you, were, tears, you a master at your craft. can come tears from your that eyes. that I cannot see. Listen. <laughs> now, mind you, this was in 2000. There's no FaceTime. Right. This is 2008. So you just need me to pretend that I'm crying. You just want to hear me emoting through the phone, sir? I said, sir, um, thank you so much for this opportunity, but I, I feel like this is not a space that I should occupy. But thank you so much for the phone I appreciate call. I appreciate the it. consideration. But I really do. Not some, but, but I don't got that the nonsense. We didn't go to no. training. We didn't get trained and you to be crying over that, the phone. You left that. I was like, like why I could, God, I could why? tell that well, I could tell from him asking me to cry over the phone that that whole situation was going to be Was going to be nonsense and shenanigans. Absolutely. All of it. <laughs> I said cry you just want me to what is that even what like he he didn't it's not like he sent me a script and was like can you read it over he was like no I I just want to you know I just want to see if emotionally you can tap into I said sir get off my phone and that began I mean before that of course I had heard because you lived in Atlanta I lived in Atlanta so you knew about everything was around me yes and I mean like everybody that was emailing Tyler Perry for their dreams and like can I be on one of their shows you could have been Tyler Perry was like sleeping on my aunt's couch like when he was like beginning to Mm -hmm. be Tyler Perry wait what I knew Tyler Perry like when he was like before he was Tyler Perry Mm -hmm. so does he like does he know you he knows he's like cast my mom in shows like I don't I don't I've never worked with Tyler Perry so I'm not I'm not saying Uh But I, like, everybody knew Tyler. He wasn't Tyler back then. He was Tyler right. Perry. Mm-hmm. And he would come to see shows, and people would be like, oh, he's just back there taking notes, and go and do his shows and take the notes from what he had seen. Yeah. So do you think that the culture has now changed because he's sort of blown up and people feel a, a sort of... Because I, f- I feel like when people blow up and they've sort of known them, especially in, in the theater community, and the black theater community, it's like, oh, I knew them when. Mm-hmm. And now there's a sort of a, a claim to them when there wasn't a claim to them mm-hmm. when they weren't you know, mainstream. I mean, everybody is proud of him. Everybody saw the struggle and the come Mm up. I mean, not everyone is happy with what things have become, but you still can't, you can't be mad at that man's hustle. You cannot knock his hustle I mean, what? no matter what you think about what it is, where he's come from versus where he is, is bananas. It is bananas. It is bananas. bananas. I'm not even going to lie. I remember my like grandmom would have uh, Tyler Perry DVD, not DVDs, it was one that was like VHS days. Mm-hmm. And I would watch those VHS when I was little. That brought families like, together. I yeah. actually got my entire life like, watching these. We laughed. These. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Medea, uh, Diver, Mad Black Woman? Shut up. Exactly. The one I remember wearing out the VHS was I, I Can Do Bad All By Myself. I oh, Literally. Yes, Tamla Mann. Speaking of Tamla Mann mm-hmm. and David Mann, their daughter, Tiffany Mann, Tiffany Mann is on Broadway yes, in Waitress. And she's been on Broadway in Waitress yes, for a, a, a while now. And now she's heading on over. This is her last show today. Oh, wow. Her she's heading on over to where? She's leaving uh, Waitress to go to Be More Chill. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. She was just she was covering um Stacy McCleskey's uh absence while Stacy went to Baltimore to right. do stacks. So now today was her final and she's going to be more chill. Got you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. That's yeah. so amazing. But Tiffany went in for That's the role, hard. so she got to actually play the role of uh one of the main I can't even think of the mm-hmm. name of the character right now, but like the yeah. I didn't plan it. 
She sang that, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, w- I really wish I could have been there for that. But yeah. her parents came and saw her on, on Broadway. Oh, like, I don't no. even think the last time I can remember, like, oh, David beautiful. and Tamla Mann have been to a Broadway theater. But they was in the, in the um, audience with their programs. I love it. Yes, I, I love right. it, too. And did we talk about also Brittany Johnson? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was no. Gonna be in the Wicked. first black Glinda. The first black Glinda. It She's took understudy. 29,000 years. Dude, right. Why Sorry. is that? Child. We've been saying that we wanted, I mean, Saikon has been, Alphabet. she was the first black alphabet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We haven't got a Glinda ever until now. Like, and still, so she's ensemble and she out. covers Glenda. Like, I want, like, can you just cast her as Glenda? Let her do the like, damn thing. I don't thing. understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. Baby steps, I guess, Lord. I guess. Uh, okay, so we're going to go on to the next question. This is from Sean Ruffin. Okay. It says, hello. I hear you want questions, and I sent mine three years ago, but I'm not bitter. First of all. I'll be living for how these questions all, start First of all, you tried it. <laughs> they try it left and right. It's thick, and the shade. shade. But she said, let me say that I love, love, love your podcast. Mm-hmm, you tried it. Uh, that was it. all caps. Mm-hmm. I, I think I read to y'all this privately, but I didn't read this on the show, right? No, I don't think I don't you read think it on the so. show. Okay. Um, you get my life right together, and I thank you for being bringing it back and taking the time out of your amazing and busy lives to tend a word of what it's like to be a person of color in the biz. You're welcome, child. Yes, and we're appreciative, and, and we're glad to be able to do it. Just not that shade that you started with, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. You got a strike already. Yeah. But I like her, though. Sean Ruffin, she says, my question. Okay. I'm an actress, singer, here in good old Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, my God. Bless you. And I have made a name for myself here. Oh, come, come through. On. That's a statement. Come, come through. on, Viola. Let me say that one more time. Young Vi. I'm I an actress, singer here in good old Kansas City, Missouri. Come on, Missouri. And I have made a name for myself here. Speaking. You better claim it. I got the equity card. <laughs> Boop. And insurance. Cool. Praise be. I am ready to embark mm-hmm. on a new journey within my career. Okay. You talk so much about the theater scene in New York. Mm-hmm. And I visited three times. Had a hard time loving the city enough to move there. Okay. That's However, real. I love Chicago. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Chicago scene? What would you say to a talented melanated, fluffy, short black girl with a big voice and a big heart mm-hmm. that deep, deep, deep down mm-hmm. she feels like she should move to New York instead. You've talked about this in the past, but what are the benefits of living in New York and how have you adjusted to such lifestyle? Okay, so she wants to... She's in Chicago she wants to move to she Chicago? She's thinking about what... She's in. She Kansas wants City, to move Missouri. to New York, but she's but scared. She, she's so she's scared gonna go Missouri. to Chicago. Right, right. But Girl, she likes to... that's the advice. Girl, stop. You trying it? She didn't fall in love. She said she didn't fall in love with the city. Don't nobody she love New times. York. Okay, here's the thing. Nobody Girl. loves nobody New York. Nobody is here said. for New York City. We are here for our dreams, girl. If then I could move back then. to Atlanta not, N- yesterday, bitch, I would be I would there. Be gone. Hunting. There's all the space. We are on the, the listen. Price of living. Listen. All the things that I could have in Indiana, back where I'm from. Ain't nobody here. That's that's that's. Maybe that's what it is. That's what we need to talk about. Nobody is in New York because we want to be in New York City. Mm -hmm. We are here because New York is where we have to be because Broadway is not in Missouri or Chicago. Broadway is in New York City. Opportunity. Hello. It's It's opportunity. In Missouri. And you just just literally spoke it. You want to move to New York, but you're afraid, so you're going to move to Chicago. Like, how is that going to benefit you, ma'am? You know where you want to be. You got to go there. That's like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's that's literally it. Chicago is beautiful. There is it's a huge theater town. Go and be at the Goodman and all them other places. Yes, you can. But it, as soon as you get there and unpack, you gonna know in the back of your mind. But I still want to move to New York. Yeah. And New York is not the place that you want to start when you're 35. You know what I mean? Like right. you're not getting no younger. 
Get here, girl. You have to learn this city. This city, yes. this city is a, a college course. Yes, and it, it is. takes four years to mm-hmm. at least complete it. Yes, my God. Speak, Drew. It, it really does. And what you got to do is find your community, find your friends, right. find your family. If if you need to go home every four months and have a recharge and eat right. some chicken and roll that is, grass, that is a real thing. That. If you need to take it in small chunks, because Daddy, wasn't you do going that. home at least like. You better believe, like every two months or every listen. month. Even now, I go home. I go home every month. Yeah, even yeah. if it's just for a day, listen. I go home every month to recharge, yes. to refuel. You need a, a change of energy, yes, and, you and do. there's something so about necessary. the energy in New York that makes you anxious. Yes, super that, anxious. That, that just gives you a. It, it's a charge, you're but it's almost going. like caffeine. You're always uh-huh. going. It's like once you get that too much caffeine, and you can't go to sleep, yes. and it's like your mind is consistently running, like but your body is tired. Listen, I just came from home. I yeah. was in Atlanta for a week. Atlanta feels like a phone charger. Mm-hmm. Like I be on zero percent. I go home, I and I recharge, and I get what I need, and I hug my friends, and I drive my car, and I listen to the radio. I do all those things that recharge and revive mm-hmm. me. And now I'm back in the city, and I'm like ready to go. Round two, round three, let's do it. You do it as many times as you need as to often to get as that fuel, to get that recharge that Absolutely. you need. And I feel like we talked about this before yeah. on the episode, like talking about which of our like struggles were and just knowing that, like y'all said, nobody come here to be in New York. No. Right. We come here for our dreams. And, and, and we and do whatever honestly, we need to do to recharge and get ourselves closer to that dream. Understand that fear, I understand fear. Fear is a real thing. I have a friend right now who came to Broadway. <laughs> he's he's a cover for come for come from away. Somebody is away for a vacation. He's here. And I was like, oh, great, you're going to expound on this opportunity. He's like, oh, no, I'm just going to be here to cover the role, and I'm going back to D.C. And I'm like, what? Like, you're mm-hmm. on Broadway, and you're not going to take advantage of the opportunity? He's like, but fear. And I was like, see, that's the thing that has to be that's addressed. Get you. I'm, I'm That'll get you. I'm confused about... He lives in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Got this amazing opportunity to come to Broadway and be a cover and come from away. There's an actor who yeah. is going to do Dave in whatever city Dave is in. Mm-hmm. So he's here for three months, literally, on Broadway. Wow. Getting this amazing opportunity. And when his and when the guy comes back and he leaves, he's not going to stay in New York and right. take advantage. Are you done? He's going. After you just had this Broadway check? But fear is mm-hmm. paralyzing. You have a Broadway and check. Listen, that opens up so many doors. But that's why we have to discuss fear, because mm-hmm. it is so real. He can't even see how amazing this opportunity is. He can't see past so it. Doors he cannot. Listen. Can't see past uh-huh. So many ways you made. And I'm trying to, like, want to have oh, coffee with God. him and just be to, like. To, like, sit down and have this very listen. real talk. Listen. Of this is how you can strategize yes. to be able to make to it me. through. Yes. To yeah. be able to do it. But I like we have to speak to fear though because I, I like I don't want to discredit fear is that. a real I mean it it's is a real, real thing because I I would literally when I moved here I was fearless uh-huh. I literally had to Ooh. be fearless I mm-hmm. literally did not tell anybody because I knew they would try to talk me Listen, out of it. Listen, I didn't have a goal in the way I didn't have a bomb voyage. I said I, I was like I have to stop talking about it or I won't do it. Right, I just mm-hmm. have to go. Like that's real. I had, mm-hmm. I maybe had like two grand twenty five hundred dollars at the Same. most. I had seven hundred. Seven good hundred. Like okay, and that lasted maybe a month and a half. Listen. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, like, oh, this is real now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can no longer just go out to dinner and spend $100 no. and think that nope. it's, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll get it someplace or somehow. Um, and you have to just come here without even thinking about it. Yeah, if that, because in the in in your heart of hearts, that's what you want. You don't want to go to Chicago. Yeah, girl. I mean, like but you know, there are some artists. You know, if you want to be an Ife Butler, because Ife Butler. Listen, the Tina Fabrics, the Ife Butlers, yeah, they work. They work. They run. They really DC, work. They, they run, run Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. They eat. They eat. But the difference between well, them and you is you have just spoken it that you want to yeah, be in New York. Right. It's okay if you don't love New York, honey. None of us do. No, we don't. But if you want to be here, you got to come But here. we love the work hey, that's here. Hey, hey. We do love the work that's here. And there's nothing wrong with Chicago. I should say that, too. That's there's the nothing thing. wrong with Chicago. 
But if you're dreaming, but if you know you're already thinking be. about, that's, that's yeah. you need to go that's there the and figuring out a way for you to have the you gotta dream let go of that supersede fear. the fear. And yeah. yeah, letting it go. You gotta but let go of that fear. But that's easier said than done. Let it go though. like got... Elsa. Okay. Seriously. Go. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we held on as long as we could. Listen, <laughs> but seriously, like I can't, I mean, I just, I don't even know what else to say about that because mm-hmm. it, it really is about truly believing in yourself. And maybe not even if you don't even believe in yourself, believing that you belong. Mm-hmm. Like you belong here. Yeah. No matter what. If you love it or not, like, and also too, you if you came to the city, you really don't know New York. Like, you visited, yeah, you don't really know New that's York. That's a trip. That's yeah, a, yeah, that was yeah, there. Like, a, you was on vacation. Yeah, girl. So, like, we don't like Times Square. No. Like, nobody likes. Don't nobody want to go there. Nobody wants to go. And there. we don't go to Brooklyn. Sorry. Right. Nice guy. Right. <laughs> don't throw Brooklyn shade. Well, people was somebody even said something to me too at the picnic about you know oh. me talking about some um because I was saying that, you know, I have a place in Harlem, I have a place in, in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And somebody was asking me about, you know, oh, not Brooklyn? I said, oh, that will never be a thing. Help God. That will never be a thing. I said, and they said, well, why not? You know, I mm-hmm. love Brooklyn. I said, how many black people do you live around? Uh-oh. He said, oh, well, you know, oh, okay. I said, yeah, see, I need energy. Energy is a big thing. But that's what you need in order to survive in the city. You need to be in that space. Give me Dykeman, you know, all them fine Dominicans walking around. Okay, okay. Okay, with the, you know, it's summertime, shorts is out, La Marina at the beach. What is happening? Ugh. It's, it's, it's It's just. It's Ugh. the face and the I hands. Wish y'all I wish you could see him what right is happening. Now. He is turning doing into, the into most. somebody that I don't recognize. <laughs> that's what, that's because what, he literally saw what, every person walking on the street and he, and he was having that moment. <laughs> that was my love and hip-hop confessional. Okay, good night. <laughs> like, oh, it really God. is, though. It's something about the energy, the loud, you know, Hispanic music mm-hmm. coming out the windows, mm-hmm. people shouting over the music so they can talk to each other. Yeah. Like, the, the bodega, you know what I'm saying, the crackheads at the bodega. Yeah, the old life. men that play, play dominoes at the park. I live for every second of it. Like, it's something about that that I mm. love that I have to have. Yes, and honestly, I don't see that many white people where I am. Uh, I don't either. Listen, but oh, they, they coming. They, they, they coming mm, slowly but surely. slowly but surely they coming. But they a little scared. They calling the police on us. Okay, good night for selling um, water on the street. For, you know what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> they are really calling the police on us for selling water on the street. On the street. And okay. Trying to duck I don't even want to get into so it. So this is the last oh. question. Okay, praise God. Last question is: um, Hi all. I moved to the city in two thousand in June of two thousand sixteen. And this is from Donovan Smith, I should say. Hey, Donovan. I moved to the city in June of 2016 at 22 after gaining a few professional regional credits over the course of a few years Work. after graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Yes. I moved with every hope and intention that I'd hit the ground running with auditions. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Understood. Over the course of a year and a half, I found myself crippled by the realities of the business. Mm-hmm. As a proud course boy who could solidif- uh, solidly, I said solidify, solidly cover leads. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's nice of you to say about yourself. Mm-hmm. As a cr- proud chorus boy who could solidly cover leads, I feel as if I know my lane and I stay in it with pride. But with every slice of confidence, I allow myself to have a piece of soul, um, a piece of my soul chipped away at. Okay. In this business, it seems that how you look on paper matters more than your talent. I don't have an agent. I don't have a BFA. Mm-hmm. And I have no connections. Mm-hmm. All I have is over a decade of dance technique, my voice, and what I've learned about the business via working. I don't mean to put anyone down or sound cocky, but I know that I'm talented enough to book jobs, but am afraid I won't because to to those behind the tables, I'm a nobody. Mm -hmm. 
there have been times I've gotten off of the elevator at auditions and turned around out of fear of embarrassing myself or mm. falling. Mm. And to make it weird, to make it worse, I don't feel this sense of community everyone talks about. Huh, child. <laughs> Listen, okay, but uh I see everyone with their empty friends, musical theater friends, Mm -hmm. who love and support them, and I truly don't know how to make them, especially because it seems that love and support comes with what Mm. you're working, you're doing, and not any other time. Mm -hmm. Wait, comes wait. It seems that love and support comes with what your work, what what work you're doing. Okay, that's what Mm -hmm. it says. Because it seems that love and support comes with what work you're doing, and not any other time. They say that if you can imagine yourself doing something, then do it. I cannot. The theater has saved my life a number of times. I remember giving up grocery shopping because it meant I could buy a forty dollar rush ticket because I knew seeing a show would make me happy. Mm -hmm. I truly believe my purpose is on stage. Yes. I'm moving back to the city this fall after helping my mom through cancer treatments, Mm -hmm. and I really want to give myself and my career an honest try. Yes. Please help with any honest opinions and advice you might have. I want this career with every fiber of my being, but I'm tired of allowing the business to steal the love away from me. Understood. Donovan. First of all, that's yes, great. Uh, that's, yes, my God. Because um, I know we're short on time, so I want to, like, what you, what you no, said... No, you good. What you said is right, sir. You have talent and skill and all of those things, and New York is a big game. It's a huge game, and what you have to realize is... Everyone has those things that you listed. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes with talent, and I've gone to this high school of performing arts, and I did this many regional shows, and I can do a 6 o'clock panche and put my leg above my head, and I can be in the splits. You can do all of those things. And there are a million of us in the city who can do all of those things. So these agents and casting directors don't have time to see a million people. So they start with only seeing those who have equity cards and agents. So that knocks out about 650,000 of Mm y'all. And then they say, okay, well, so now we got to see only those who have at least one off-Broadway or one Broadway credit. And then it knocks out 250 more thousand. Like, it's just not enough time in the day for them to see all of these talented, beautiful souls. So unfortunately, there is a system in place so that they are only seeing this certain handful of people. Is it fair? No. Does it make sense? No. But you have to understand that that's a part of the game. So right. you got to come into the city knowing either I'm going to play the game or I'm going to rebel against it. Mm-hmm. And depending on how much energy, how tired you are, that's going to determine what you do and how you play your role. So, But when you first come here, don't nobody have any of those things. I came with just my equity card and an agent. That's all I had. Now, granted, I did have an agent, and that helped me get in a lot of doors a lot quicker. Mm. So that might be something this time around. You might say, okay, I need to come into this city this time with my equity card and my agent just to give myself a leg up to get in the room and still come in with those gifts and talents, and I'm a fierce chorus boy, and I can dance down, and I can twirl, and my voice is amazing. But you have to understand that part of the business. It it is real, and it it sucks. I have friends who have been in New York longer than me who still haven't been off off Broadway. Like, I mean, they have been in New York five, six years and are still trying to just get in the room who are still just doing ECCs and EPAs because the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Without an agent, it is hard. You are waking up at six o'clock to get in them lines but outside also, the equity office. Like, I, that's a part of it. Yeah, I also want to make sure that we are saying, and not saying that this is you, Donovan, but some people just don't have it. That's... Some people are here that they just don't have the energy that is necessary. Mm-hmm. And not saying that that is you, <clears throat> so they're... That also limits, you know, sometimes people get in the room that don't deserve to be there. Well. Um, and so there are a lot of factors and elements. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. There are I a lot what of you're factors saying. and elements yeah. that come into it. Because it's people with resumes and all those other things who still aren't working. It's, right. it's not like there's a, a formula for it. But also in making friends in the industry, you have to go to where the things are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to figure out what is, you have to have your thumb on the pulse. Yeah. You have to know what's happening. When I moved here, 
I had no idea mm-hmm. what what was in yeah. or what the crowd was or, you know, what I needed to be at. But I just felt like, oh, my gosh, this moves me. Mm-hmm. This is. I just started showing up places. Yes, yeah, and introducing myself. I don't know if it's still a thing, but like there used to be Toshi's living room, and and people used oh to go God, and sing Toshi. there. Oh, like I, I used that. to show up at Toshi's living room and just sit and watch people sing, and and I would go every week, and then people started saying, "Oh, who are you? Oh, I'm Amber," and I started introducing myself. Then over a couple of months, they were like, "Oh, do you want to sing a song?" Then I became a monthly staple. Then I was there every night. But it took me just going and sitting mm-hmm. in the room and being quiet and watching right. and soaking it up and learning who is who, who runs this town. Oh, he's the one who's always singing oh she's the one who runs it like it and takes it seems time. so big it seems oh, really big God. but it's not it really the same five people the do same, all the damn shows but really it is not as big as you may think so it you really have is. to get out there and get your face seen yeah. beyond the audition room. yeah we have to do the rubbing of elbows because, we right, have to do it with each other first though. yeah that's it right because once we do it with each other then you're recommended by somebody else yes. that knows this casting director that knows this director that's that knows it. this person that's it and then when you walk in the room you may not know the people behind the desk but they know you because the circle of black people is so small they may have seen you in a Facebook picture or an mm-hmm. Instagram picture with somebody that they like or somebody that they think is talented and then, they'll be like oh well I know him oh well yeah, let's see what he can bring today one of my first auditions was for a, uh, a sister act and it was somewhere in like Albuquerque I don't know there was a girl she's Aisha Jackson now she is uh, like Broadway star but back then Aisha had maybe been here for six months she was the fiercest woman in the room and I knew she wouldn't get cast because she had just moved here and mm-hmm. when you are just when you're fresh off the boat they can't they don't know they don't you, and they you. can't trust you. And if it's a million dollar budget, they'd rather go with sister girl next to but her who know. can't dance and can't sing, but they know. They know the last three people on her resume and they can call them and, and someone say, can hey, vouch. Right. You can be the twirlingest, baddest, fiercest the baddest person in the room, but if the they room. don't know you and they can't check for you, it's going to take six months of you showing up consistently before somebody's going to put their neck on the line for you. Right. So you have to just keep showing up. Because nobody wants to damage their name Listen, on account of you. Or lose $14 million because you can't pull eight a week. Hello? Listen. That your voice is out like scissors. Well, okay. Oh, I can't. And, okay. But then also really quickly, what I want to oh, say... Oh, don't tell me you know scissors, too. Do you yeah, know scissors? No, I don't. Oh, ahead, everybody. What I want to say to uh, you, Donovan, because, yes, all of this is, is, is very true, and it's coming from the perspective of the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. One thing that hit me, uh, Donovan, that you said, which I hope you continue to have, is you talked about having confidence. Mm-hmm. You need to continue to have this confidence because there will be a lot of people in this industry who will not even trying to like flippantly chip away at that confidence if, if you allow them to. Yes. Continue to have that confidence because like like they've been saying, it's going to be multiple times where you're not going to get it when you know deep down inside you deserve it mm-hmm. that you should be the one to get it. But do not let that take away and chip away from your confidence because with the other conversation we were talking about is fear, yes. right? Yeah. And how big and how yeah. real fear is. Oof. Very real. Hopefully that hasn't seeped in and that it won't seep in and that you can continue to cultivate and find that confidence within yourself and just hold it super duper tight because shit is going to get real. And know that it's a long game, Donovan. It might not happen for two years and then in that third year you take off like a rocket ship. Mm -hmm. Jocelyn was just here last week Mm -hmm. talking about she had been doing this for 10 years. Listen, me and Jocelyn used to be on the bus together. She used to be coat checking. I used to be babysitting and we would sit on that bus up to Washington Heights like, girl, how long more can we do this? Mm -hmm. It's a long game. Listen, this business is really in alignment of who you know, yes. what you've done, yes. and how well you do it. And you really it. do it because you love it. Like, you have to have that All of love those things have it. to align. And sometimes they work out, 
you know, earlier on in your career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even the young lady, um, Jalen from mm-hmm. SpongeBob, yeah. she's like 18, 19. In co- they pulled her out of college. Out of college. Even there was another girl that, that went to my alma mater, Ball State, that ended up in Waitress the Musical. Yes, yes. Um, that replaced Aisha. Absolutely. <clears throat> she was fresh out of college, Listen. but she had something, and she knew the right people mm-hmm. and the right connections. Yes. And she had proved herself in her showcase, so she had did a college mm-hmm. showcase. Those sort of things mattered. They matter. And then Sutton Foster is like the uh, the person of our school mm-hmm. that comes back. She has an honorary degree from Ball State, so she comes mm-hmm. back and mentors the people from our school. So having that attached to our school also helped her. Yeah. But it's about choosing the right school. Like, it really starts in college. Mm-hmm. Choosing the right college, the right connections that are for you. Yes. That, that you know, you went to Howard. Mm-hmm. People go to, you know, Carnegie Mellon. Mm-hmm. Billy Porter went to Carnegie mm-hmm. Mellon. He's on Pose now. He's doing, he's won a Tony. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Ryan went to Howard. Mm-hmm. There are uh, places that you ha- sort of have to sort of maneuver yourself and really think strategically and be intentional about your education so that way when your education needs to be used, that everything that came along with that education, the the tools, the connections, and the also come into play with that because Absolutely. that's really a big thing as well. In this industry, and also know so small. we're throwing out all these things, but also be super duper clear. Everybody's trajectory is different. Everybody, literally, what is for you is for you, and what exactly. you're meant to have, you're going to have, and you're going to get it when you're meant to have it. Yes, but right. you got to continue to push Consistency, through. Consistency, bro. Thing. Exactly. You, you can't put a time limit through. on this thing. It, it might take five years. Do four, not five compare months. your journey. Mm-hmm. You cannot nope. compare your journey not to everyone else. It is your journey and your journey. And that alone. can be hard, though. Yes, it God. can be super duper hard. But you got to you got to believe in yourself. Like you talked about that confidence, you got to have it in you, Donovan. Yeah. My God, and, and you said, and, and even the way he wrote this to us. Yeah, you. it sounds very, mm-hmm. like, confident. You sound like you know who you are. You are confident in, in, in what you give and, and your gifts. Yeah. It's just, it's a long, it's a waiting game, You man. just have mm-hmm. to prove it. You just yeah. gotta be in it to win it. Right. And you have to consistently make yourself available to be open to building relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's what this business is, it needs. It's built on that, building relationships, as well as your talent. Um, and even when building relationships, you can expand on your talent because the more you get to know yeah. other people, you use those things. Iron sharp as iron. Yeah, yeah. And so definitely. So, man, why am I still drinking this brandy? We don't see. <laughs> I'm wrapping you this up. It's we pride. Wrapping, we it's wrapping pride. this up because you're living uh, your best possible life. We wrapping it's it up, pride. Drew. We thank y'all so much for listening to a brand mm-hmm. new episode of Off Book. We've yes. hit our marks. We've done it. Yes. We've hit our space and our we're in our spotlight. We're in our life. You feeling our beat. You're very you know? bad. I can't take Seriously, it. like, I love y'all so much. Oh, Lord, he's little... drunk, Jesus. Lord, he's I'm not drunk. Give me again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Just a little, Lord, you know, I can't. Just a little. A little we love you too, Drew. Sweet action. We love you too, Drew. I'm, can y'all sign off so Chris can press a uh, record the button? <laughs> I thank action. y'all so much. We've hit our marks and we've got our book right now. And I thank you all for joining us. Tune in next time. If you have any questions or anything, make sure you email us at offbook at broadwayblack.com. We love you. I'm Drew Shade. I'm Donya Love. And I'm tired. I'm Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.